Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today, we're your boys. We always got something to say about the Toronto Blue Jays. Today, we're going to be looking at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. talking about his arbitration. It's been pretty quiet. Ben Nicholson Smith did come out with something, but honestly, like everyone is kind of in the dark right now. So, we're going to give our two cents right there. Is it a reason to worry or is it just par for the course? And then, Pakoda. They came out with their projections for the entire MLB uh, just yesterday. Some of it I like, some of it I agree with. Some of it is freaking blasphemous, and I think it's going to spark some very interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. So, folks, let us know your thoughts about this all in the comments down below. Hit the like, smash the subscribe button. I'm your host, Nicholas Playlock. I'm your host, Don Pell. That's exactly right. That's what we're going to talk about. But first, we'll start with the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. stuff. If you guys have been following us on Twitter, we've been kind of keeping along, keeping track of the whole Vladimir Guerrero Jr. arbitration. A lot of people have been talking about it. A lot of people are trying to wonder who won. Was it Vladdy? Was it the Blue Jays? Well, we actually don't even know yet. Uh, and for those who don't know, for the, just need a little bit of a refresher of Laddie, his arbitration, he wanted $19.9 million. And then the Toronto Blue Jays, they filed for $18.05. So that's a big difference. That's one of the bigger differences we've seen in Blue Jays history. So they're going to arbitration and they didn't reach some sort of agreement like we said in our mm-hmm. last podcast. So now they got to go and plead their cases to these arbitrators and they got to come up with a decision on which side are they going to go with? Because clearly they didn't go with that whole two-year deal like we thought they would. Instead, they're getting to a little bit of the thick of it, trying to be a little bit of uh, trying to be respectful, I would imagine. Yeah. But uh, but they're trying to prove why the other side should get that dollar. Well, I, I do want to put out there because John Morosi was actually talking about this on MLB Network today. Uh, it is still possible that they could come up with some type of quote-unquote extension or mm-hmm. buyout or something mm-hmm. like that's still on the table. Yeah. You know, like if they get into these conversations and it's like. Ah, uh, like this, you know, like we are really straining the relationship right now because that's always the worry with arbitration, right? Like, it doesn't really matter about the money. I mean, at the end of the day, if you have to pay an additional one and a half million dollars or whatever it is, fine, you're gonna do it. It's mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. The big issue with this and the reason why people get really on about the arbitration is just because of the whole process and how it is just dumb as nails, and it's basically pitting the entire team against your player and you never want to do that right so i can 100 percent still see a reality where the toronto blue jays and this was what john morosi was where they get into this room they start talking 
And then they go, okay, you know what? We're going to do what we did with Bobachet. We're going to do what we did mm -hmm. with Josh Donaldson. We're going to buy you out for the next two years. Lock it in. That's going to be your dollar amount. We don't have to do this again. Yeah, because I, I really do wonder what their negotiation is. I'm not, I, you know, I was listening to actually um, at the letters and Ben Nicholson Smith was talking about it, the whole arbitration process. And, uh, you know, I think the Blue Jays might have a different approach about the way they go about their arbitration. Like, speak more specifically, Ross Atkins and who they put in the room with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like, like we've seen before, Donaldson comes out with a deal when he played for the Blue Jays. Uh, Bobochet comes out with a deal when he played, well, obviously last year. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like, I wonder if they're negotiating an equal side and rather than trying to be like, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of trying to prove against why you don't deserve this kind of money. And, and again, I'm hoping that they're all kind of professional about it. It's just it's just part of the business, right? No yeah. one's really taking personal shots at you as a player, but more of, hey, this is just part of the business. And I hope Vladdy's team and their side kind of knows too, like, this is just part of the process. We, we You're a professional player. You know, you've been around the game a long time, Vladdy. Your dad's been around the game. You know, this is all kind of just part of the process. Dude, you know? I think everybody knows that it's just like a shit process, right? And it's going to yeah, be one yeah. of those things where we're going to do our best to be as civil as possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm going to have to argue for myself. Same for as sure. the team's going to have to argue for themselves and for, you know, spending it, the amount of money that they want to spend. But at the end of the day, I feel like everybody's aware that, like, this sucks. Let's just get through it yeah. and, and try to be okay with it at the end of the day. Hey. Shout out to Michael Goodrich for the, uh, for the membership right there. Come on. These kids is greedy. Well, I will say this. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., in the worst possible case scenario, is going to end up with $18 million. And, I mean, <laughs> that is a pretty damn good place to be, man. So, I'm very jealous of Vladdy right now. I, I feel hey. like $18 million, that's that's kind of nice. Listen, listen. And, and I hear where you're coming from. I mean, my mom always talks about shout out to my mom. She's always like, oh, why does this guy have to make so much money? All they do is this. And it's like, I work my butt off and like, I should be making $18 million. But it's like, if you are fortunate enough to be in a position to get in a couple more million dollars, right. you never know where that can go to in Vladdy's life, his family, you know, you know, you never know. So it's like, if you are in the position to get a couple more million dollars, fight for it. Obviously, you know, obviously. No, I'm not, I'm not saying don't go fight for yourself. And let's face it, folks, in 2021, mm -hmm. for the, for the production that he did, he was criminally underpaid, right? So it's yeah. almost like you're yeah. making up for the fact that like, hey, like you did not make any money back then right right know, in baseball in, terms, baseball, in baseball right but i mean for what you did in 2021 you deserve a hell of a lot of money we're kind of fitting the bill right now mm -hmm. let's go over to what it was that ben nicholson smith actually had to say he did come out and said that there is no exact timeline for when arbitration decisions leak publicly but based on previous cases it wouldn't be a surprise if we learn more on vladimir Guerrero jr within a couple hours this was revealed a couple hours ago nothing's come out so that's that kind of yeah. sucks literally at 11 26 we're <laughs> filming this at seven right now so probably nothing else coming out today folks you never know but, you never uh, know, yeah. but probably not he filed for 19.9 million with the jays uh they're at 18.05 panel of three arbitrators chooses the winner so mm -hmm. hopefully we hear something soon within the next couple days dude uh is there any reason to worry do you think that like we haven't heard anything at all yet uh before i give my answer real quick shout out to battlegrounds guys if you guys are going on a valentine's day date go check out battlegrounds at battlegrounds.com um yeah I, no i i feel like it's still part of the process and it, this could take like a few days like maybe they're kind of keeping things hush hush right now mm -hmm. they aren't really re really leaking anything in the public i wouldn't really worry too much or read into it too much to be honest yeah, yeah. until yeah. we hear something from vladdy's camp like when vladdy comes out and says like oh i'm real pissed off right now or the jays <laughs> come out and say like we're getting nowhere i i really don't think that there's any any cause for concern here it is obviously like 
it's frustrating as a Blue Jays fan because you know, for somebody who loves looking at contracts, for somebody who mm. loves looking at all the money and like, okay, how much money are we going to have left? What, what, what is the salary cap looking like? Are, are they going to be spending taxes, right? Like, I want to know what my dude is getting paid. I want to know what the payroll is going to mm. look like, but it may require a few more days for sure. Yeah, and it's going to be all settled, guys. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this thing is settled within, like literally tomorrow morning, if we hear like something coming out like, oh, well... The, they, they settled it. Vladdy is getting 19.9 or mm. whatever. Uh, do you have any projections on who do you think is going to win? Some people were saying it's clearly going to be Vladdy. Like, uh, again, shout out letters. Uh, they said Vladdy's going to win it. He's most likely going to win it. Then I saw some other people saying, well, clearly it's got to be the Blue Jays. Where are you kind of lying right now? Well, uh, typically they like to side with the player. I mean, typically yeah. these arbitrators like to go with the player. I think to answer that question though, we have to kind of establish what are the strong arguments here from both sides? Because if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays, I got a few. Defense is one of them. I mean, I know mm. that you want to go glove, but last year, what was going on? Yeah, right? exactly. what, what was happening last year? And it's I a year-to-year -year thing, right? You renegotiate. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, we're renegotiating right now. You know, we paid you for the defense last year. We're not seeing it this past year, right? So what's going on there? I think that the grounding into double plays thing, I made a little skit today, just kind of like, having fun, poking fun at, like, what Guerrero is going to have to deal with. Mm -hmm. I think grinding in the double plays, that is obviously going to be a factor. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that's just something that, that goes down. So I feel like those are two of the bigger arguments that if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, that's what you're going to use. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to say, like, this is, this is what's going on. But from Guerrero's side of things, a lot of RBIs last year, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he puts up numbers. I mean, obviously, where he was kind of leading, right, in terms of his arbitration uh, dollar amounts, because right now he's in arbitration three, he has an arbitration four next year, where he was kind of going based off of that MVP kind of year in 2021, where then he began his arbitration, he was going on Juan Soto kind of levels, if yeah. not greater, right? So you're seeing a little bit of a halting of the momentum, right? Because I think last year you had 14 and a half million, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to go, okay, you, you've only earned about three and a half more million dollars, basically. From last uh, year. From last year. And, and it's got to slow down. We got to slow down the momentum a little bit. Uh, where, you know, I think Vladdy has some sort of arguments for the $19.9 million. I think it's reasonable to go up to there. I don't think he's ever going to reach that $30 million or 30, was it $33 million that Juan Soto got? It's a lot um, of money. It's a lot of money. He's never going to reach that kind of money unless he puts up some sort of ungodly year, mm -hmm. uh, a godly year uh, next year. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I really do think the Blue Jays are going to win this one, man. You think Jays are going to walk away with I, I do think the Jays. I do think the Jays are going to really? win this one. Yeah, it, like you got a lot of arguments, man. You do got a lot of arguments on where he's kind of leading towards. Arbitration is all about the guy growing and getting better and getting more, getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. Whereas he's kind of going in the opposite direction of where his arbitration began. So I... I just based off that, for me, and there's so many more factors, obviously, but me, that's kind of the one that sticks out the most. Well, this is something that I don't know. Uh, so if anybody knows this, uh, please comment in the chat. Uh, <laughs> but but do they factor in the the state of the team at all? Like, is that something that they talk about? Because if I was Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, another argument that I might have uh -huh. is... I'm kind of the guy here, you know, like, it, like I am going to be batting third. I'm going to be driving in probably majority of the runs. Yep. I was just on the cover of MLB The Show. Well, so I'm going to be bringing eyeballs right you, now. You got a good point here because Shai Davidi just came out with this tweet. A little bit of breaking news right now. We're just talking about it. Shai Davidi saying arbitrators rule in favor of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Per source, he will earn $19.9 million. From the Blue Jays this season. So they did end up going with the side of Vladdy. I would, I would hate to be you right now, man. Why? why? I, I, still think that, <laughs> I still think that the Blue Jays should have won it. I right. still do think because 
I mean, just based on where he's going. But you're right. They do tend to favor the player more than the team. Yeah, man. Look, dude. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I, I was, again, I was... a. I don't even know if I said it right there, but I was going to be siding with Guerrero on this one. I'm happy that my dude got paid. I feel like this is the guy for the Jays. This is the for Toronto sure. Blue Jays player. And, if, and I feel like that is ultimately going to be the biggest argument is, hey. Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. I'm, I am the Blue Jays. If we go to the playoffs, it's going to be because of Vladdy. It's going to be because that dude is putting up, you know, over 100 RBIs and popping off. Like, that's what mm-hmm. he that's what he brings to this team. That's what he means. And your franchise bat, your franchise player, I think that guy deserves $20 million or more dollars. Yeah, I, well, here's the thing. I think he, based on what he's playing in his last arbitration year, which will be next year, would be about a $20 million player. 2024, 20, mm-hmm. maybe, right? Like, I think that's kind of where he's heading so, I, you know, I, that's why I was kind of leaning towards the Blue Jays, where it's like, okay, well, based on where you're going and what you're playing right now, by the end of your arbitration, you, you will end up at that final number, just based on what other players are doing around the league. Like, for example, like Pete Alonso, you know, Pete Alonso put up some pretty good numbers last year in terms of the OPS, mm-hmm. just looking at the OPS numbers. Uh, and he got paid in his final year around $20 million. 20 and a half, 20 and Davey a, Boy. Actually 20 just, and a half. Just said that. Boom, right there you there, go, yeah. 20 and a half, right? So it's like, okay, well... If, if Vladi did less, but he's getting paid almost that exact same amount, then like, hmm? you know what I mean? So that, that's another kind of reason. I was like, kind of shocked. But hey, look, the deal's done. Mm-hmm. So obviously, whatever they presented wasn't strong enough to convince the arbitrators that, dang, this guy deserves less money. So maybe they were okay with giving up an extra one and a, one, maybe $2 million roughly extra, right? So so I'm, I'm happy that Guerrero got what he wanted because I, yeah. wa- I want to keep Guerrero happy. I am... I am upset at the fact, though, that, like, this means that there's no extension or there's mm, no buyout mm. or there's no anything. Like, I was very happy when they did what they did with Bo Bichette because it's like you lock yeah. him down. They never have to have this conversation again, right? And I feel like that's just not a conversation that you want to have because now they're going to have to do it unless they get an extension done in the midseason. Mm-hmm. But that's just not a conversation that you want to have with your player when you're a year away from free agency. 
Because if you end up having to go to the arbitration again next year, let's just say that that happens. Yeah. You go to the arbitration again. Vladdy wants a lot of money, probably because he will. In arbitration four, he's going to want a hell of a lot of money. They go there. You leave on bad terms. Well, now there's only one year between you and potentially going to free agency. And I was kind of hoping that they did not mm -hmm. have to do that. At the end of the day, it's good that he got his money and he won this thing. So that'll keep him happy. But just something to note for, for next offseason. Yeah. Well, speaking of that whole extension conversation, I mean, I, I feel like the way everything's going, because they're not really giving him any extension, right? Or extension, quote unquote. Just someone said a buyout. I love that term a lot better. But extension is, yeah. is the technical term. The re, you know, because they're not doing that, I wonder, like, yeah, are, are they going to let Vladdy hit free agency? Are they going to let Bo hit free agency? The way that everything's looking, like, take all your bias and wishful thinking aside and just look at where they're kind of leading these two boys with their contracts. It feels like they're both kind of destined for the free agent market at this point. I, I disagree, dude. I'm sorry. That, you disagree? You're, you're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun because it's okay, all okay. about this season. It's all about this right, season. Right, right. It, for me, it's like... I, uh, they're leaving the door open. They're leaving that option open to potentially let them do that. But it's all about this season. So if Guerrero if, comes out and looks amazing like 2021, he's not hitting free agency. You, it's you, not you think they'll get him the 300, 350? 100%. 100%. Okay. 100%. Same, okay. same thing with Bobachet. Bobachet, if one of them looks so clearly mm -hmm. more like the guy than the other guy, he's not going to free agency. Okay. He I, gets I, the extension. Honestly, the, like, what's convincing me is is just the way they've handled it. Like, I've looked around baseball, and you see what how other teams handle their young guys. We're kind of letting them slip a little bit, like, right to the last minute. Like, does that not give you any kind of fear a little bit? Well, I think it's... I think that you got to treat them right because you're, you're, leaving, you're leaving the door open for them to then make the choice of going to free agency. And that's, that's something that a lot of these other teams, like what the Kansas City Royals just did with Bobby Witt Jr., they said, you know what, we don't even want to screw around. Don't even want to screw like, around, yeah. We're just going to get them. We're going to lock them down forever. So I think that the Toronto Blue Jays are getting a little bit risky with that, but I think that they want to see them fully solidify themselves as the guy. And I think that right. Guerrero, just on the trajectory of his entire career, have an incredible 2021, and then kind of slowing down, it's hard to give that guy 300. And Bo Bichette... I mean, you could, but I feel like they want to they wanna see this team succeed this year and know which one of them is the guy, and then they're going to offer the $300 million. And hopefully, because I, I do think both of these guys enjoy Toronto, hopefully they will accept see, that. And that's my worry is like we don't really know where they're kind of thinking, where their agent's thinking right now. Because if they're one year away from hitting free agency and they just put up a monster year, they might go, don't. Don't don't touch that money right now well, from the Toronto Blue Jays. You, can't, you know you can't disrespect them though. I, that's why like if mm -hmm. they if Guerrero puts up a crazy year or Bobochet puts up a crazy year, it is going to be three hundred plus. And there right. can't yeah. be any disrespect yeah. involved in that. Like you just need to understand that yeah, if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, yeah. we have to pay the free agent price from what he mm. would be on free agency, but we, we just need to pay it a year earlier. Here's a fun thought. Speaking of extensions and money and big dollars, what if not signing Shohei Otani was actually Kind of a benefit for the Blue Jays. Let's say they do. Let's play a hypothetical right here. Let's say they do put up an incredible year. One of Bo, one of Vlad. And you're like, okay, this is the guy we're signing for $300 million. What if the Blue Jays know in the back of their mind that they had all that money to spend on potentially Otani? They didn't. Now they're not really going out and spending this offseason to save up for a big splash on one of those guys. I mean, Maybe. I think, I think Maybe. That that's still in your back pocket, right? And I think that that is one one of those things that has stopped them from pulling the trigger on a Cody Bellinger because it's one thing to go out and get a Shohei Otani and pay that guy $700 million. But if you get Cody Bellinger, then you're probably not going to get Boba Shea. You're probably not going to get Vladimir Guerrero Jr., which is kind mm -hmm. of the cornerstone of your entire franchise. So 
I think that if they were okay with sacrificing one or both of those guys by getting mm-hmm. Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. but now that that guy is off the table and there is no Juan Soto, we are going to go out and we're going to get the Justin Turners and just mm-hmm. plan to maybe extend one of them next year. Because you're right, where they need to do, they need to put up the money on the table. They can't f around, right? They no, can't, no, they can't no. f around, right? Because because they're going to smell, like I said, like they're going to smell the free agency and what they're hoping to get. If you got to present right away. You gotta present it right away. I think that again, I think it really does boil down to what the guys are gonna do. Because uh, if, for instance, if Guerrero comes out and Guerrero puts up like an 840 OPS with 30 home runs, uh, now you're wondering, do I pay him 300? Do I not? Mm. And now, if you're the Blue Jays, you start to go. We're going to offer, but we're not going to offer maybe as much as he wants. That's right. And that is the situation where maybe he goes to free agency. Exactly. But if he comes out and he puts up a 900 OPS Mm -hmm. with 37, 38, 40 home runs. Jesus. Now you give him 300. You feel so fucking good about Mm -hmm. it. He's locked in for forever, and that's your guy. So I think that they really are just waiting and seeing, like, what type of player is this guy? Is he a 200 million guy? Is he a 300 million guy? Do we want him to be our player for the next decade? See, in more ways than one, next season is going to mean so much. It means a lot for Vladdy. It means a lot for Bo. It means a lot for the Toronto Blue Jays organization and where they take their next offseason. I mean, y'all may be complaining about this offseason. I know I am. Mm -hmm. But if things go wrong this season... Next offseason will be very, very scary. Well, let's take a look at what Pakoda is projecting the Toronto Blue Jays season to look like, everybody. They came out with their projections. It is uh it's it's kinda it's it's kinda blasphemous, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I think it's it's a little it's a little ridiculous, folks. Let's flash over here. Uh taking a look at the American League East, everybody. New York Yankees, 94 and a half wins. Toronto, 88.1 wins. Baltimore, 86.8 wins. Uh, Tampa Bay, 86.3 wins. And Boston, 79.8 wins. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the ALEs? Uh, well, just to kick this off, uh, for those who are unfamiliar with Pakoda, Pakoda kind of takes like player projections, right? And then they obviously put them in their team, day one roster, and they kind of simulate out an entire season multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is kind of just the the medium of what we've seen in their kind of simulations. So AL least these projections, this kind of caught me off guard because if you don't look at the win total, you looked at where they fall in terms of rankings, New York won, Toronto two. Mm-hmm. After a year where you just had Baltimore uh, and Tampa Bay running one and two, you fi- you see them falling to three and four, and then Boston, I mean, sorry, Boston, you're still in fifth. I mean, I probably agree with that the most right here uh, in a very competitive AL East. Um, I mean, I'm not too surprised about, let's start with Toronto. I'm not too surprised about the win projection in 88 because we've been talking a lot about we have to have guys kind of bounce back. We still have a very good pitching staff. Some guys are going to regress. Some guys are going to progress. And where we kind of see them is potentially around that 88 mark, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I completely agree with just that Toronto line. What are your kind of thoughts on them projecting Dude, the Jays? Dude, I think out of the entire AL East, my favorite line is Toronto. Yeah, I, I think agree. that they actually kind of nailed it. Like I hate to say that, but I think that they actually kind of yeah. did, right? Yeah. Like 88.1 wins feels like right around that line based on what it was that the Toronto Blue Jays did this offseason, how they finished last year, Mm -hmm. just the general hype and the feeling of the team walking into this. It's the other guys. It's the Yankees for me. It's the Orioles for me Mm -hmm. that are just absolutely blasphemous. And I want to continue to talk about that, but I know that we do need to give Mm -hmm. a quick shout out 
to the sponsor of this video, folks. So shout out to Betway. Whoa! Whoa! Time for your daily Betway breather. A quick reminder that the best place to bet is on Betway. Must be 19 years of age or older to play in collaboration with iGaming Ontario. Please bet responsibly. Now, back to the content. Shout out to Betway, everybody. They are absolutely phenomenal. And if you were to go on to Betway and if you were to look at the standings or the, the projected division winners or everything like that, they would disagree wholeheartedly with Pakoda, mm. folks. So that's one of the reasons where we're coming from or, or giving our opinions. Shout out to Michael Goodrich as well for the $2 dono saying, Atkins got to go sign Vladdy 187, Damn. eight years. That is a very specific proposal. Very specific. Uh, I, I, I mean, I would love it as a fan. I would love it as a fan, but again, like we said before, you gotta slap the, the big big dollars down yeah. if you want to keep Vladdy. <laughs> Dude, I think that any deal that starts with one for Guerrero, it's a no. It's just gonna be a no. It's a no. It's just yeah. gonna be a no. He's gotta get a, at least a two, depending on what he does, of course. Yeah, at least a two. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree with that. Going back to the Pakoda standings here, folks. The New York Yankees thing for me, this is blasphemous because when you just when you go over. To the division percentage winners. This is where I just, I don't understand. I don't understand it. They are giving them a 60% chance to win yeah. the American League East. This is a team that finished fourth last year. This is a squad who could not hit for shit last year. And I understand. They went out and they got Juan Soto and Aaron Judge is incredible and some of their young guys are going to be growing up and they're going to be getting better and their pitching staff looks good and they got Marcus Stroman yeah, and Carlos Rodon will be healthy and all of this stuff. There's a lot of hype around this team, but in my opinion, 60% is just way too much with Baltimore and Toronto and even the Rays in Boston in this division. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, we looked at the Vegas line and it was 40% chance they had to win. Yeah. Right now they're saying they have a 60 So I, I completely disagree. I, I would agree if they still had them as... The favorites. I, right. I, I do think, like I was kind of telling you before the podcast, you know, you play last season over with a completely healthy, everyone's completely healthy kind of team. You play last season over. Does Yankees, do they end up in fourth place, you know, 10 out of 10 times? Mm -hmm. Probably not, right? They Do they end up, like, they? you never see that happen with the New York Yankees. Um, so I think that, like, that year was an outlier. And if you were to roll the dice again, you get a better, like, outcome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yes, you add all those great players to the Yankees and they get a little bit more experience. I think that they will have a better season, but not 60%. I no. do think that I would still put them as the favorites for sure, though. Yeah, I, I think it's just like all of those numbers right there are a lot of hype. And to jump from, because what were they like? They were 82 wins last year. Something to like go that, from yeah. that to 95. Because that's, that's a prediction a right now. That is yeah, a yeah. big yeah, yeah. jump. You know, that's yeah, yeah. a big, big leap. Yeah, yeah. But then again, like where would you, where would you have put their team coming into the season last year, right? It's, that's all. That's kind of what it's based off. Yeah, of, no, you know I, what I mean. I, I do. I understand what you're saying. I think the numbers are just too far in the other direction for me. And similarly, Baltimore Orioles. Mm. I hate that I have to admit this, everybody, but like that team is that team's nasty, man. That team's it's nasty. Pretty young and scary. And to give them 11.4 percent chance to win the division after they won a hundred games last year. Mm, mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, the same kind of thing I'm saying about New York Yankees, right? Like, you roll, obviously, they have guys who have broken out, like Gunnar Henderson. He's he's legit. You know, Adley Rutschman, just mm -hmm. so legit. Mountcastle kills the Blue Jays, and he faces them 13 times every year. Uh, the big question mark is that that rotation, and, and they are missing one of their big guys. I think it's Felix Bautista mm -hmm. this season. They did uh, get uh, Craig Kimbrell as a somewhat replacement, and then they go trade for Corbin Burns. So, like, they made some sort of, like, fixes there, but not a whole lot of sway. Like, you need a staff, right? Mm -hmm. They made a couple little moves. They need a bigger staff. I do think, like, 
if the Yankees lineup did so bad last year, and if we're saying the Toronto Blue Jays lineup did bad, and we're hoping that they're going to kind of progress a bit and get a little bit better, then you got to say the same thing about the Baltimore Orioles offense, where they're going to regress just a little bit. Even though they're still going to be good, they're going to kind of regress. Uh, and then, yeah, you look over the pitch staff, maybe they get a little bit better. You roll the dice again. I don't think it's 86 wins. No. I would put them at, like, Again, I'm not I'm not Pakoda, I'm not a calculator, you know what I mean? But like if I were to give my kind of projection, I would have been around like 91, 92, you know, around a good hyped up Blue Jays, maybe even more, maybe 93, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you right now, my standings for the ALE. Obviously, this is preseason. Yeah. I'm probably going to get clowned for this, you know, 4 or 5 months later down the line when Boston decides that they're going to be crazy or something crazy happens. Right. But I'm saying right now, Baltimore repeats I'm saying they're number okay. one. They they repeat the division. I think that there's just too much too much to like about that squad. Too much youth. Too much just momentum there. I do think that New York comes second. I got Blue Jays third. I hate to admit that. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. Blue Jays third. That's not to say that we're not in a playoff no, spot, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying we're third. And then you go Tampa, and then you go Boston. That's where I'm at right now. And I, I'm going to agree with you. Even though I said that New York has the best chances to win, I do still think they do. Here's what's really been leading me towards Baltimore. And actually, I made a little Betway prediction on the World Series winner. Like, I was trying to pick a really good line, a really good, like, odd line. And on Betway, they had Baltimore as under the Blue Jays. Like, we had a better chance to win the World Series, apparently, uh, than than the Baltimore Orioles. So I was like, I got to pick them. Why? Because they got new management. Mm -hmm. What they do right after they got new management? Boom. Boom. Corbin Burns, right? They have the best prospect pool in baseball. They already spent it to get Corbin Burns. They still have a really good prospect pool. I could see them coming this trade deadline and and buying an elite rotation. A thousand percent, dude, because last year, last year was always an evaluation year for them. They proved it. Now this year, if they're still off, if they're off to a hot start again, you know, they're in first or second in the division looking really good, they are going to fire those bullets. They have to, because they weren't doing it before. But I think, you know, if there's going to be some sort of new, and not saying it's the, the owner's, you know, that they're, they're saying they're pulling all the strings. But if there's some sort of culture change where yeah. it's, we're not going to sit on our asses like we did for the last decade, you know, once the Blue Jays knocked us out in 2016, mm-hmm. we're going to actually start to compete again, which I think they should. And they should, there's no, where are you going to put all these guys? Yeah. Their entire rotation is rookies other than Corbin Burns, right? Or second year players. And, the, and, and John Means coming back. Their entire lineup is young guys. And you have the top prospect, Jackson Holiday, coming up. Like, of course, there's no more guys left. Start. Start spending them for the big names, man. I couldn't agree more, dude. Shout out to Tom Dinder saying, come on, guys, gals, only 180 people in here and only 41 likes. Guys, if you haven't already done so, please hit the like button. Smash the subscribe button, everybody. This is your place to be for Toronto Blue Jays content, MLB content. Also, join our Discord. I put the Mm -hmm. link right up there. It is pinned. So if you guys just want to talk ball with us, we're going to be doing some more stuff in there. Just exclusive opportunities Mm -hmm. to talk some ball privately with us and other people. Join it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about some other of the blasphemous things across the MLB in general. One of the ones that stuck out to me, Texas down there. Yeah. 86.7 wins for the World Series champs. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely feels a little bit weird to see them down there. I mean, they didn't really, they haven't really done much this offseason, but just reinforced their team and they still kind of rolling out their guys. But to have them down to 86 is, is, is blasphemous. I, I'd put them right around Houston Astros, like j- maybe just under them. I can't ever, I can't ever like underrate the Houston Astros. No, like, they've, they've just, yeah. they've just been, because that's what Pakota is all about is, is we take the guys, what they've done in their careers, in the recent part of their careers, and we project it. And everybody in that Houston Astros team is just fantastic. So Maybe that's why they're not projecting the Rangers as high because, and same thing with Baltimore Orioles, because they're younger, the Baltimore Orioles I'm speaking of, where they don't project them as high. Rangers, 
yeah, they have some good veteran players. They're like Corey Seager, and they've got uh, Marcus Simeon in there, and they got some good like elite guys in that rotation. Uh, but maybe they're just they're not projecting them as a unit to do better. Maybe they over overperformed in terms of projections last year. Yeah, I, I hear you, dude. I hear you. But it's it just it feels wrong to have the World Series chance. It does feel long, wrong. You know, what would you, what would you put them around? Like I, I'm kind of saying like 92, 93. You know, right behind those Astros. I mean, you always got to factor in that there's a little bit of a you know hangover after winning those things. That's right. a real thing. I do think that that actually happens. So maybe first month of baseball they go 500, a little bit lower than 500, but then they're gonna come out swinging. I'm th- honestly, I'm gonna go on the higher end of things. I think Texas is gonna win like 94, 95 games this year. Yeah, I mean, very, very doable, right? Uh, another one out in the NL Central that really stuck out to me, uh, if you guys pay attention out there in the NL, uh, St. Louis, they were last. They were last. I mean, they sold off everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> at the deadline. Basically, we got Jordan Hicks, right? We got Paul DeYoung. Shout out to Paul DeYoung. Where's that guy? Uh, and uh, they're projecting them first. Granted, they're projecting a lot of people in this NL Central to be pretty damn weak. They only have them at 85 wins and winning the division. I mean, damn, I I, I wish, man. I wish. No, 100%, dude. I, I absolutely hear you. Like, that is just a division that is, like, it's up for the taking. It is 100% mm-hmm. up for the taking. The last one for me that was just crazy, uh, and I understand. Once again, they are a phenomenal team. They are probably going to win this thing. I would bet my life that they're going to win that division mm-hmm. if I had to. But the Los Angeles Dodgers are at a 96% chance to win the right. division. I don't think anything's a 96% chance in sports. Literally nothing. Like, I, I just, I don't think that there is ever an opportunity where somebody is that much better than everybody else that they're right. going to do it that that amount of times, you know? Like, right. even if you took the Washington, or who's the worst player, who's the worst team? Colorado. Colorado, yeah. If you took Colorado and you played them against LA 162 times, I still think Colorado wins more than 4% of the time. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? I so it's like, even that right there... So then to say that they're going to beat out Arizona and San Francisco and San Diego, that's just a lot. Yeah, I mean, like in that 4% pool, you got to you got to account for a lot of different outcomes. You got to account for their rotation getting injured, their lineup getting injured. Like that that's what would have to happen for them to fall down. Um you, maybe a big big breakout even again furthermore by Arizona or mm. San Diego bounces back in a big way. I mean, there's still a, they've got pieces there and the rotation's kind of ass to be honest, but if they can somehow make it work, then like they got some sort of pieces there. Uh, but, like, you're, you're in that 4% pool, there's so many different outcomes that could happen. That could happen, right? I mean, hell, Baltimore in the AL East, they just broke out of nowhere. Granted, they had the number one uh, prospect pool, so, like, that kind of fueled them. But you never know. There's mm-hmm. so many outcomes. 90, 96 a lot. Vegas had them at 80. Yeah. So, you know, basically, Pakoda's saying, go bet. Dodgers are winning the division. Yeah. I bet then, you're bet. Again, like, this is not <laughs> me saying that they're not going to do it. I do think that they are going to do it. That yeah. just feels yeah. like a really high number let's Mm -hmm. finish this thing off by just flashing over to a ben nicholson smith tweet that just came out talking about the guerrero arbitration folks literally mid stream mid podcast it was revealed that he did win it 19.9 million dollars ben nicholson smith came out and said by winning his arbitration case versus the blue jays vladimir guerrero jr also sets himself up for a bigger payday in 2025 vlad jr's 2025 raise will now be added onto the bigger number of 19.9 million after that he's slated to hit free agency my dude he could be hitting like 26 27 million dollars if he goes crazy dude, this year dude if he goes crazy you, you yeah 26 27 he could be touching on that 30 mark if he if he goes up and does mvp like he did like in 2021 numbers, absolutely yeah. absolutely and and it could very well happen so i mean again that's why i kind of thought maybe they would have saw it well, a little bit lower but yeah you know what yeah. that actually might be a good thing 
if he if his number starts to get in that range of outcomes, mm-hmm. then if I'm the Toronto Blue Jays, that's all the more incentive to lock him down. Yeah, because just like sign him to a deal, dude. Right like there. if we're gonna pay this guy like twenty eight million dollars the next year, why don't we just pay him like twenty five million dollars, but for like. 10 years or something yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean or like if it's gonna uh, be or 28 million dollars for, for a long period of time or something like I, that you I, know? I, I could realistically see it happening this way i know they're very different players bobby wood jr vladimir Guerrero jr but i could see if he's gonna make like if he breaks out big time next year incentivizes the blue jays to go and sign him to some sort of extension or offer him an extension i and his arbitration is looking at like 28 million dollars ish mm-hmm. i could see them being like you know what Here's 30, Vlad. We'll give it to you this year. 30, 30, 30. Because that's what kind of like Bobby Witt right. was looking like, right? Like, we're just going to give you $30 million, $35 million. Like, that's the kind of deal that would kind of set that's him true. up. That's true. Yeah, I was probably underestimating what it would that he gets paid now. Yeah. doing the math in my head. But, yeah, like, if you start getting to that number, it's like, I mean, what's an extra two, $2 yeah. million to lock our guy down forever, yeah, right? Yeah. It just feels like the right choice at that, at that point. So, mm-hmm. honestly... Everything is on the table right now for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. If he comes out, he starts looking like he did back two years prior, this guy could get 300 or even more from the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, let us know all your thoughts in the comments down below. Do you think Vladdy deserved that $19.9 million? And what do you think about this Pakoda projections? Where do you have the Blue Jays finishing in the AL East in 2024? Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Please hit the like and subscribe button on your way out. Join our Discord, folks. It's going to be in the description as well as the end right there, guys. It is a phenomenal place. We want to see all of you guys there. Guys, thank you so much for watching. And as always, Go Jays Go! go! Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.